Havana Soundings, community radio with global soul. Hey, what's up? You're listening to Bring It In, and I'm your host, Glenn Pierce. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Bring It In Show for all your sports questions and comments. The viewpoints expressed in the following program are not necessarily those of WRUU, its license holder, or its staff. Welcome in, everybody. Welcome to the Bring It In Show. As always, I'm your host, Glenn Pierce, joined with Kells. What's going on, Kells? How you doing? What? Oh. I got no volume from Kells. Let me, let me see uh, what I got going on here. I'm messing around. Messing around. Nothing. Oh, I got gotcha. you. There it is. You know. Hey, you, just, you know, start off slow and finish, finish strong, man. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're figuring it I out. Thought, I, th- I, thought it, I thought it was my Wi-Fi, so that makes me happy. No, no, no. It's It's all on my end, but, you know. That's how it happens sometimes here on the Bring It In Show. We got a uh, revolving revolving uh, cast, and uh, I mean, we're always looking for an in-studio producer to uh, jiggle the wires behind the scenes while we're getting everything going, so uh, we can always bring you the hottest takes in sports, and I mean... Speaking of hot takes, Kels, do you hear uh you hear where D Hop is going? Oh man, I have not. Where's where's D Hop landing? DeAndre Hopkins has signed a two year two hundred and sixty million dollar contract with the Tennessee Titans. Tennessee Titans. Yeah, with the Titans. You know, we were we've been hearing for a little while. I got a uh a fuzzy fuzzy ear in my uh headphones. I'm gonna have to switch some headphones over over our station uh break. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so He's gonna get like twelve million in his first year, fifteen million in his second year, and he's gonna be down in uh Nashville. What do you think about that? So uh, first off I like how much they spent. I don't think they they completely went crazy, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't I don't think what they spent hurts them. But I was actually gonna ask you, do you think that, that like gets them to the next level because it takes a little bit off of Henry or do they still need a couple more pieces? I mean, I think, I think it gets them to the next level there. I think it definitely brings the, uh, it helps them out. 
with Derrick Henry being one year older, I mean, he's still a force to be reckoned with. But I think I think it brings so much pressure off Henry that it it's gonna have defenses just confused, especially for the first half of the year. Like how are we gonna how are we gonna drop back and contain him? Because you're gonna have to have like at least two DBs covering him. I mean, a guy on him and probably a safety over the top, like shadowing him. Uh, and then, and then, I mean, that's gonna that's gonna stretch your field out, and it, you need as many people we've seen it for years you need as many people as possible to slow down henry so i mean i think it i think it gets them to the next level do i think they're in a place to win the uh Super Bowl. I don't. I don't think so. I mean, I. I don't see it either. I see a good. I see a good playoff run, but not. I don't see it ending how they want it to end. Um, What were you gonna say? Here's my question: Do you think it's more so on the defense, or do you think? on what I'm thinking, and is Tannehill still the quarterback? Yeah, Tannehill's still the quarterback. Um, Now, you do so, have Malik Willis, who, who got – he got um, – he got, he got reps last year. Uh, some of them looked great. Some of them – not so good. Uh, I think he looked amazing. If if I remember correctly, he looked amazing in the preseason last year. When he got his reps during the season, he looked good. Is like, but he. I mean, he was just young. I mean, young, and he didn't get tons of reps. Uh, I mean, he probably got one football game worth of play throughout the whole season, I'd say. So, you got him sitting in the background, young 24-year-old guy. Uh, Will Levis, Levi's, is there too. Old Kentucky quarterback. But yeah, I mean, I expect even though he's he's getting older, I expect Tannehill to be the quarterback for this entire season. Um Yeah. And see I didn't know they had added Levis. Like they drafted him. So I'm also happy with that draft because I think you need to have all three of those guys ready. Yeah. I do. Yeah, I mean the Tannehill's been injury prone, and we <clears throat> saw when the pressure was on Malik, he could make some mistakes, which he's young. Of course, he's going to. Yeah, 
But and, I would definitely have the third guy ready to go too because Levis has some potential in the next you know few years to be good as well. Yeah, and like you said, I mean, uh, Tannehill's Tannehill's thirty four years old, um, so you gotta expect the potential for injury. You gotta, I mean, you hope nothing happens, but you you kind of gotta expect it. And then you you scroll through a list of their wide receivers, and this is the reason why probably probably you as well, like this is the reason why we probably both don't think they're on that level to make that next step is because can you name me? their next best receiver off the top of your head? I don't I don't know who it is. And and you're a fantasy football player, so you yeah. know a lot of wide receivers. Um I mean I don't know who um I'm being dead serious. I, I mean, you, do you do you have them in front of you, or do you know? You know yeah, know I I have them, I have them in front of me, and their number one receiver last year was Robert Woods. Uh, okay. And then should, and I then a tight that. end, um, Oquan, Oconquo, Ocon, Oquanco, and I then. And then a uh, another wide receiver, Traylon Burks. Now Woods, I don't believe Woods is there anymore. So Woods has essentially been replaced by Hopkins, which is a good step up. I mean, that's an upgrade. But but then, like I said, uh, Burke is he was the number two wide receiver and he's pushing at I mean I think last year what I see he got 444 yards along with the other tight end uh Hooper and yeah I mean it's gonna be a team of Tight ends, almost, and Hopkins. But with Hopkins being there, I mean, he should be able to stretch the field well for him. But, yeah, that second wide receiver, it's it's not going to be as hard for teams to need to double cover him in Tennessee, I think. Yeah. Now, do you think that D Hop is a top fifty off the board fantasy pick? Since we're just, you know we're coming up on mocks and stuff like that, and preseasons around the corner, might as well ask a question. Where, what's the earliest you would grab him? Um. Because of no wide receiver help, sometimes that can hurt you. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm still grabbing them 
I'm grabbing them before 50. That's what I figured. Probably, I figured. probably second round. Yeah. Depending. Round. Yeah, I'm trying to. Maybe. I haven't. I haven't gone through any mocks yet, so I uh, I'm trying to kind of scramble through my my brain and think of who would be there in the top two rounds. I mean, truthfully, maybe not even till the third round because I'm thinking they're going to be, I mean, I'm, I'm envisioning uh, a 12-person round, not the 14-person uh, that we were doing in the Bring It In Show League. And also, with the Bring It In Show, you want to be part of your favorite radio station's fantasy football league. Tune in next week. We'll have the secret word, the secret passcode for our fantasy league. You hear it here. You sign up. And uh, you get to play with us. But, yeah, I'm thinking, like, third round probably because, I mean, I'm looking at Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews before I'm going for Hopkins. 100% agree with you. Travis Kelsey was a monster last year. Yeah. So was Mark Andrews. So, yeah, I agree. I think he's somewhere floating around that third fourth round just depending on how leagues are yeah i mean and i mean i expect them to do well but it's it's the titans took a step back last year yep. a step back where i don't think a wide receiver just one wide receiver is going to be the answer to it's like they almost got there the year of covid and maybe the year after now we're what this will be like the fourth season since maybe um but it's, last year's team just didn't have the punch it had in the past now, granted, they went to Woods, who was, I mean, I mean, a part of an awesome product in L.A., but, I mean, that's where he came from, right? Yeah. yeah okay, that's around. what I thought. For sure, um, for sure. For sure. And, he started getting injured and stuff. Yeah, and so he is sloping down already. So I felt like they already took a step down with their wide receiver game last year. They lost Janu uh, two years ago, and then they lost they lost Ferksker too, right? Yeah. So I, I mean, so. yeah, I mean it's it's they've been going, they've been regressing, and now. We're looking, we see just a team that's that's clinging almost. 
Like I, for this, for this to not end in an absolute rebuild, I feel one of these two young quarterbacks has to come in and catch fire. Yep. Or Tannehill's or Tana got to have one of those years. Yeah. You know, where he's hucking it. Yeah. Over 4,000 4, yards. And, and he needs to, some of those rush yards, too. Don't forget, Tannehill can run the ball. Yeah. And he's, I, he's, like, he's been hurt and he's looked like a statue the last couple of seasons. And that's what's what scary. <laughs> yeah. And that's what scares me with him is I feel like, but I've, it's, I just almost feel like the best is behind Tannehill. And he's going to be a good quarterback. He'll get the Titans to the playoffs, but he's not going to light the league on fire this year just because yeah. he, he's getting older, and I just don't think he's got it got it in him. Um, no. And I think, like we, we said on the show all the time, I think for me the Titans are a show-me team. Yeah. They're going to have to show, show me every week for a while that they can at least compete. I'm not saying they got to win every game, but I just want them to compete more. There was games last year where they would just get blown out, and I, I'm just not used to seeing uh, – is it Drabel, the head coach? Is that him? Mm, that sounds familiar. I think – either way, their head coach is normally pretty good with the uh, – you know, giving the team a, a good chance with the game plan, but I don't know, last year – I was just kind of like the Titans don't scare me. Yeah, and and then I scroll through. They got a medium size. I mean, schedule maybe. They they play the AFC East, but then they play the NFC South as well. So I mean, they start off with the Saints, Chargers, Browns, Bengals, Titans, or Colts. <laughs> Ravens, Falcons, Steelers, Bucks, Jags, Panthers, Colts again, Dolphins, Texans, Seahawks, Texans, so Texans and then Jags again. So it's not, they don't have like the easiest schedule in the world. I mean, you're going up against teams in the Ravens. The Bengals, potentially the Browns, bless you. Everybody's still, everybody's still, everybody still talks to me about the Browns, but I'm still waiting for something to happen. The Steelers, who, I mean, even when the Steelers aren't good, they're a solid team. And then you go around and you have to finish your season off playing the Dolphins. And you got the Jags in there twice because, I mean, huge rivalry. I mean, so it's not it's not going to be the easiest feat for the Titans to wind up coming through and uh, get into the Super Bowl. Yeah. So... Let's see what they got though. At least they at least they did something to try and improve uh, the situation from last year, and uh, they're really just they're gonna have to rely on, like you said, good quarterback play, and I hope that defense comes through this year. Yeah, 
I mean, it's going to be a lot on the defense. Um, because it's, it, it's with that type of team the Titans have, I mean, they're still going to rely on the run. And granted, Henry can break off an 80-yard run out of nowhere. But at the same time, this is a league where when it comes down to playoff time, if your defense is going to fail you, I mean, you you got nothing because you can't run the you can't run the clock out the way you used to with the run game. Nope. You have someone on the field that comes out there, and I'm just gonna say Patrick Mahomes because he's he's done it time and time again, but. We know there are multiple quarterbacks out there now that, I mean, truthfully, they only need 15 seconds, I feel. 15 seconds, and, and most of these quarterbacks can, can march down the field in a way that we've never seen before. I mean, so you, you have to make sure... And and I mean the Titans, yeah, they're adding Hopkins, so they got that deep strike. So hopefully they can score that quick as well. We'll we'll see, we'll see. Um, since we're talking about D Hop, you know the other one I'm about to bring up. Where is Dalvin Cook gonna go? I still don't know. Is he getting snubbed? Is he getting snubbed, Glenn? I. I don't I don't think he's getting snubbed. I think it's just like another situation like D Hop. I mean, not tons of teams don't have lots of money to go around. So he's he's trying to pick his spot. I mean maybe he wants to wait to sign with any particular team until a uh, a week after training camp started, and remember, we're we're in the week where training camps are starting. I mean, guys are already going to their cities to get ready. Um, the end of this week, most rookies will be at training camp by the twenty second. I'm not sure what day that is. Maybe next Monday or so. Uh, by the 22nd, I believe, like, almost all teams, like rookies and vets, will be back in the building preparing, getting ready. So, we got uh, Jamie being that hardcore Jets fan. A sneaky Jets fan. We know he's a pa- uh, Patriots a fan. Oh, a Steelers <laughs> oh, fan. Oh, no, he's a Steelers fan. Yeah, that's, that's what happens when you're not here to defend yourself. You get called a Patriots right. fan. <laughs> um, uh, w- watch him pop up 
out of nowhere. Just promise me you'll never call me a Patriots fan. <laughs> I'll try not to. I, I wasn't trying to call him a Patriots fan. <laughs> but um, so it's just been announced that the New York Jets have been selected for HBO's Hard Knocks. So you get to go follow the Jets, Aaron Rodgers. It's, it's one of the bigger stories. Uh, I mean, everybody wants as much info on Aaron Rodgers because he's, he's this outspoken NFL quarterback, this high-level athlete that's outspoken about psychedelics and things like that. And everybody wants to know because, I mean, we get a player like that every, what, every 20 years, like a star player who comes out like Bill Walton coming out saying back in the day before every Lakers game, he would step out out a side door of the of the locker room and and smoke a joint but we got we got Aaron Rodgers who everybody is intrigued with we all want to know like really who this guy is and what's making him tick now he's said that this is being forced upon them so who knows what kind of real Aaron Rodgers will get but He's been going around talking a lot, so I would I would expect him to want to kind of push whatever he can of his thoughts and beliefs uh, kind of towards us or give us an insight on who he is. But, man, the Jets on Hard Knocks. Is this going to be a distraction for a newly formed team with a star quarterback who's just gotten there and does this turn the Jets into more of a zoo or do you think uh, the coaching staff and Aaron Rodgers are seasoned veterans that will just uh, allow the cameras? I mean, there are cameras everywhere no matter what. So does this really change things that much? No, no, I don't think so. I, I, I just think it's the Jets, you know, they've been making the right moves. They've, they've got a couple of good draft picks on the defensive side and the offensive side that have panned out. Yeah. A few that don't, few that don't, which we talked about, you can't always have good draft picks. But I do feel like with the coach and the culture they're trying to create, bringing Aaron Rodgers in, when it comes time to, to business, like, like he is a very much so, like, this is business, y'all, like, it's my job to a get us some wins and b hopefully we make the playoffs. Yeah. Regardless if the cameras are rolling or not, you know, regardless of what I do in the off season, you know, going in some dark cave taking mushroom juice or whatever he was doing, you know, when it comes down to it, he's he's got to play at that MVP level. We know he can. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's gonna debut on. HBO's Max uh, streaming service on August 8th. So keep your eyes out for that. 
is sure to be interesting, especially for all of us uh, football heads, just to get a deeper inside look because, like, the NFL network doesn't give us the inside approach that we want. But, man, it's uh, it's what's going on. And uh, we'll get to a little more NFL news after these short breaks. And uh, we'll see how you guys are preparing for the NFL season. This and more up next on the Bring It In Show. You're listening to WRUULP, Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM, WRUU.org. We are Savannah Soundings, community radio with global soul. Tune in every Saturday morning at 11 a.m. to Road Trip with Tom here on WRUU. A journey of live music to destinations unknown. That's Road Trip every Saturday morning at 11 a.m. on WRUULP, Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM. This portion of WRUU's programming is brought to you by listeners and by Sentient Bean. Sentient Bean has been serving fair trade coffee, thoughtfully sourced food, and other items to the community since 2001. They offer curbside pickup, delivery, and online ordering as well. They are open 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. daily and are located at 13 East Park Avenue on the south side of Forsyth Park. More information can be found at sentientbean.com. You're listening to WRUU, your local radio station, for people just like you, hosted by people from your community. The voices you hear are your neighbors, coworkers, and others from the Savannah and Lowcountry area. In other words, WRUU is your community radio station. Please help us by donating whatever you can to help your neighbors and friends stay on the air. Go to WRUU.org and support your local radio station. Any amount is welcomed. Thank you for your support of WRUU. WRUU 107.5 is a proud community radio station bringing Savannah the best talk shows, music, and entertainment with Global Soul. We here at the station want to thank you, Savannah, for listening, donating, and inviting us to be a part of the community. Because of you, we've been able to engage with the community at events like Juneteenth and Earth Day. We're always appreciative of opportunities like those, and we look forward to seeing more of you, Savannah, in the future. Senior Citizens Incorporated is looking for volunteer Meals on Wheels drivers. A few hours each week will connect some of our area's most vulnerable residents with nutritious food and a regular knock on the door. For more information, contact Laura at 912-964-5411. And we are back with the Bring It In Show on WRUU. I'm Glenn Pierce, your hottest sports takes and information, just updates. Well, how are you getting ready for the NFL season? I'm starting with a overload. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's funny, my... Uh, 
the other day my son was giving me a hard time about watching uh oh the nfl nfl and chicken wings and um so i go i'm heading to bed and my wife she says hey there's this new documentary on netflix about quarterbacks if you want to watch as i've heard about it so i was uh excited so we turned it on my son comes down he's like it's not even football season you're already watching football i tried to let him know or his mom tried to let him know that hey as i picked this out but anyway i'm starting with that and then i'm gonna dive right into hard knocks and also get as much nfl information as i possibly can NFL Network, uh, it's stuff like that. Um, that makes good sense. Yeah. I mean, are you excited? Have you thought about uh, if you're looking to get the NFL Sunday ticket now? I probably, I probably won't get the, the Sunday ticket. Because you move around. To too many yeah, places yeah. on Sundays. Exactly. If if I was in one spot more on a Sunday, then yeah, I would. But you know me, man. I just love a good Sunday night football game. Like, no matter who's playing on on Sunday night or Monday night, it's just it's just nice having football on on Sunday nights and Sunday afternoons. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it it really is. Um, but like uh. All this, I mean, it's all building up to the NFL now, uh, NFL Sundays and fantasy football. And this year is the very first year. We've been talking about it forever. Unfortunately, they don't have the packages that I was hoping they would have. I was, I was really hoping that there would be a package so you could just buy your team's package but then again when you compare on like the mlb ticket to get all your favorite mlb games when you get if you do only the one team package it's really not that much of a discount so i mean you might as well pay the extra $25 or whatever it is to get all the games in my opinion but so first year before you had to have direct TV have a satellite go through all these hoops to get NFL Sunday ticket they made a deal that the contract ran up with DirecTV. The NFL makes a huge deal with Google, or not Google, with uh, YouTube, which actually may technically be a Google company now. I can't, I can't keep all these companies straight, but most of them are owned by other companies. But So YouTube, NFL package, $300. For the season, and you think, oh, it's three hundred dollars. I mean, that's that's steep 
But if you break it down to a per game cost, you're getting your favorite football team in your own living room. Nobody has to bother you for $16.66 per game. That's not bad, right? pretty good i mean i think that's i think that's good oh yeah um and and this is the first time it's ever been available to do in that way yeah without having direct without having direct tv now they have different packages you can by you could do like the YouTube TV. I know a lot of people have cut the cords, so some people might already have YouTube TV, and they just just different ways that they mix up for different prices. But I mean, I'm so excited living away from your home market. It's rough sometimes. You end up watching the red zone constantly, hoping, hoping to get some glimpses of your team. And that only happens if they get into the red zone. Yep. So it's, uh, it's, I mean, I'm, I'm excited. I know Jamie being another guy away from his, uh, home team. Him and I have been talking about this for a couple years, like waiting, excited for this to finally happen. So that's, I guess that's how you, you, we all finish off our, that's the conclusion of getting ready for football season. But right now you could go to quarterback and it's an inside look. This Netflix show, Quarterback, is an inside look into the huddle. It takes you into the huddle from the practice field to game day. It takes you on the plane. It takes you everywhere. You're, you got the exclusive view into three quarterbacks of the NFL last season I haven't finished it but there are parts of it that I already know I can't wait to get to I can't wait till they hit up the plane ride with Kirk Cousins when his team throws all their ice on his neck because uh, we've all seen those Instagram pics and videos but so we got three quarterbacks on three different paths in the NFL. You start out with the tier one quarterback. He's been there. He's done it. He's probably going to do it again. Patrick Mahomes. The most coverage you have ever gotten on Patrick Mahomes. Sits down, gives interviews, talks. You get to know who the real Patrick Mahomes is. And and you get to listen to him talk with his beautiful voice. You get 
the tier two quarterback who's right there, who's he's been there for a while. He hasn't done it, but he's shown that he can do it. Kirk Cousins. The inside look on that. And and now that this shows out and we know it's about last year, we know how it ends for all these guys. And then you get the third-tier quarterback, a Marcus Mariota, who starts off with the Atlanta Falcons. And, I mean, it's... It's already he's he's already taken over kind of a a team that that's just in the rebuilding phase i mean and that's a hard thing to do for a veteran quarterback who's kind of had a rough a rough career and he's trying to re rebuild himself and to come in with a young team and rebuild. I mean, it's it's best to I mean Mariota is in my opinion a good backup. Yep. Not necessarily who I'm looking to He's he's not the guy that I would bring in to command a young team. Yeah. He's he's always kind of been a little unsure of himself since he left college and uh, it's it's just not I I don't think that was the best situation for him. But this is an awesome Netflix series. So go check it out. I mean, you get you get replays, highlights, you get, like I said, inside the huddle, guys explain, Mahomes explains what was and what wasn't going through his head on certain ridiculous plays that he's made in last season. Like, he's like, I didn't even realize I was doing it. Yeah. I mean, he goes... I can see that. He goes to the fact that he's always been practicing his, like, shortstop throws with a football since he started playing football. But he always wanted to be a baseball player. Until... Until I think like his junior year of high school or something like that. So, man, everybody go out, check that out. I'm going to continue checking it out because it is really awesome. And speaking about uh, shortstops, I. I was talking about earlier that we we're going to do, we got a little time left. MLB, like uh, mid-season pre- predictions on who might get what awards. And the only reason I really even said this is because I already want to crown 
Ellie De La Cruz, Rookie of the Year. Um, and last night, he uh, got he hit another feat, and he he got himself into the record books one more time. He had the fastest tracked infield assist. So he scoops a ball up as he's playing um, third, and he whips it over to first base at 97.9 miles an hour. Like he, he straight up threw a fastball. Like a he pitched a fastball from <laughs> from around third base to first. Uh and it's the fastest one ever. It it moved at twenty nine feet per second is what they say. And it's uh I'm trying to see O'Neill Cruz, Fernando Tatis Jr. Tatis Jr. and O'Neill Cruz had the top four like whipping it across and De La Cruz just he just uh topped both of them. So I mean Don't play him in wall ball with pegs. <laughs> <laughs> the worst whoop of your life yeah um also as we got about 14 minutes left it looks as though the padres are out on otani yankees have been big suitors uh the angels said I can't remember if they put a number by it, but I want to say they want around three to four top 100 prospects for him. Um, I'm not sure how many teams have that, but I mean... or Or if... Any team that has that is willing to trade for Otani. I mean, you gotta th- you gotta think any team that's going to trade for Otani is gonna want a a sign and trade deal because I can't see any team giving up. Four top 100 prospects for a playoff run, and potentially Otani wants to stick around with you. You know, I mean, he's the best player in the world. I would assume that if you have a chance to get him, you want that locked up before he's even in your building. So, I mean, we'll we'll see. I know I'd love them on the Orioles, and we got a whole slew of prospects. I was listening to somebody um, 
on my way in and they were saying that the Orioles are like the Astros were a couple years ago except better because and and it makes sense that it would be like that and my fingers are crossed that it works out in the same ways maybe not that whole trash can thing i don't want that associated no. with the orioles <laughs> no. just the uh, quality of players that you got yeah but i mean it makes sense because um orioles i believe he's the general manager mike ellis helped build that those astros teams so he's he's done the same thing um hopefully the pitching i i keep talking about pitching and hopefully it uh shakes up for the o's they have brought up grayson rodriguez again going up against the dodgers they just swept the marlins one game behind tampa bay nipping at those nipping at those ankles but for you well who who would you say is baseball's MVP this season? Oh, man. I just it's it's hard. I I just like how bad the Reds were doing. Yeah. And then De La Cruz comes on there and just lights this fire up for them and I I know he hasn't played a whole season but when you see a spark like that like the most valuable player for their team at least in what I've seen in one specific player changing you know a whole a whole run yeah right now, I mean De La, De La Cruz is my my hype for, for MVP because I just feel like that's what a true MVP does like whatever he's needed to do yeah. Sits back sits back for a minute. Y'all don't know who I am. All right, we're doing really bad. Y'all need me to come in here, spark the team up. Here we go. I mean, stealing bases, hitting bombs, throwing it 98 miles an hour across the diamond from third. I mean, you name it, this dude's doing it. Yeah. You know, over-the-shoulder over the catches in the field. Like, I mean, for me, there's probably other guys that deserve it because they've got a full body of work. But that's my personal Right, right now, this second MVP because the Reds are are literally leading that division, if I'm not mistaken. And only because because of De La Cruz. Like, obviously, everybody else is getting involved, but yeah. those guys needed needed a spark from somewhere. They needed something. They needed something, and he he created that spark. Yeah, there's still two uh, games behind the Brewers, but I mean, with the way that they've put things together since De La Cruz joined, I wouldn't expect that to be the same when we talk to each other next week. Um, when we're here next week and we're telling you about who's doing what, I would expect the Reds to be leading their division now 
it's hard not to go against Otani because of what he's doing historically, and it's nothing that we've ever seen. It's really nothing that's ever happened in baseball with a guy hitting constantly and pitching as as much as he's doing. Um, I mean, Babe Ruth, everybody keeps comparing him to uh, Babe Ruth, which both were amazing hitters and are great pitchers, but Ruth wasn't going out there doing both of them every, every day, every other day, things like that. We'll see what the numbers look like at the end of the day for everything. But once we start giving Otani the the MVP, which I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it. I think he does. But well, I mean, that's the true that's the true MVP but, realistically. Yeah, but then who who would ever win it again? It's almost like Judge got it last year. Otani could have gotten it. Otani needs to get it eventually sometime. But then I also look down to Miami and see Luis Areza and what he's doing, chasing Ted Williams, as they're calling it, because his his batting average keeps going from like 378 to 401 almost and he's he's hovering around that area he's he's hitting at 380 um and oh i can't i i know i don't have it on me again but we're looking at over 350 is amazing yeah and I'm I, I I pulled it up and in my opinion I was saying like for me I was looking at uh Tony Gwynn back in maybe ninety four. He's the highest player that I saw in like the era of baseball that I would consider me being a fan of you know like starting in the 90s and stuff so even even to be a player and to be able to finish in an area close to tony gwynn i how is that not an mvp season as well now now yeah i mean it's it's crazy he's leading hits on base percentage uh average i mean it's it's all three of these guys are definitely well deserved and i know there's a handful of other guys that it's it's going to be a great uh a great mvp race but it's like you said i mean it's it's going to be hard, almost impossible for somebody to wrestle this away from Otani. But Ariza hits 400. 
something that hasn't been done since like 1941 or 42, I think it was. He's got he's got to win it if he hits 400. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, that's that's just that's ridiculous. It's it, it'll be another thing. You if get. he hits four and Otani hits 50 bombs with as many times as he started on the mound, then what do you do? Like, because he's probably going to hit 50 bombs. Like, isn't he in the 30s already? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think last night he hit uh, 34. I mean, it's just... I mean, he's looking to hit, like, amazing. 60. I think he had 31 at the uh, All-Star break. So nothing That's goes... Tough. yeah. Like, thank God David Cruz didn't start the season because they they won't put him in there because they can just eliminate him off because, you know, he doesn't have as many games. Yeah. And, and uh, the guy who's hitting for the Marlins. And I feel like they'll be okay with it because De La Cruz will be rookie of the year. They're, they'll be like, yeah, exactly. he's, he's he, going to he get an this. award. Yeah, he, he gets, gets this. this. He just he'll he'll win an MVP I think before it's all said and done for him. Yeah. It's just uh, it's gonna either be the two guys you're talking about right now. If it if he hits amazing. if he hits 400 in this day and age against these pitchers, he's got to get the MVP. Something we've yeah. never seen yes. before in our life. Um, even though Otani's doing something we've never seen in our life before. The thing is, as hard as all of this is, I think it would be easier for Otani to replicate that season than somebody be able to hit 400 again. With with these pitchers, exactly. Yeah, and that's that's why I feel like a batter hitting 400 would be the absolute MVP. Plus, plus it's helping the Mar- like. Look at the Marlins' record. We talked about it. These, these ain't these ain't the same Marlins that we've been used to the past. You know, no, five, six, seven seasons. Yeah, they also mentioned that on the show uh, that I was listening to with David Sampson about. He said that the players' union is hating this because you got the Reds the Marlins, the Orioles, the Rays, all killing it with no payroll. Good. <laughs> keep, it up. keep it up, man. Yeah. Develop your guys. Develop your guys. Trust your guys. Trust the process. Yep. Thank you for listening. Remember, we're here every Monday, 11 a.m. to 12 o'clock noon. And always stay tuned to 107.5.